0: Welcome to the Planet Microcap Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft, and thank you all so much for the support and for tuning in. I would also like to thank everyone who attended last week's Planet Microcap Showcase virtual. Even in these tough markets, I'm blown away by the turnout, interest, and engagement. Now is the time to do the work in turning over every rock, hearing every pitch, talking with as many management teams as possible, and you showed up and forced to do just that. I appreciate you all, and hopefully I can see you in 2023 at our next event, the Planet Microcap Showcase in Las Vegas on April 25 through 27. Now, for this episode of the Planet Microcap Podcast, I spoke with Jake Taylor, founder of Journalytic and co-host of Value After Hours Podcast. A few short weeks ago, Jake and his team did a soft launch of Journalitic, an online investment journaling tool that was born from Jake's desire to have something not only to track his ideas, but that included many additional features. 2022 has been quite a year in the investing world. The list of events that happened is too long to go over here. But even when things aren't as hectic as they were, this is a good time to self-reflect. Think about what worked, what didn't work. And what better way to start practicing introspection than by doing it? And I think Journalytic is a really interesting tool to help with that. We spend most of the episode talking about Journalytic and how it works. In fact, if you watch the video version of today's pod, we did a screen share for Jake to demo the product. We then close out with Jake's own reflection on 2022 and the year that was, and how he's getting ready for the year to come. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 252 of the Planet Microcap podcast, and please enjoy my conversation with Jake. Taylor. This episode is brought to you by Stream by Alpha Sets. You can find them at streamrg.co backslash PMC. That's streamr dot co backslash PMC. Stream is an expert interview transcript library that is starting to become an integral part to investors' research process. They have a number of interviews on a wide variety of companies, including TMT, consumers, industrials, real estate streamrg.co backslash pmc that's s-t-r-e-a-m-r-g.co backslash p-m-c welcome back everyone to the planet microcap podcast i'm your host robert craft you can follow me on twitter at bobby k that's b-o-b-b-y k-k-a-f-t and joining me today is friend of the show been on a couple times author of the rebel allocator one of my favorite books that that needs to be talked about more. We need to we need to get we need to bring that more back. Um but the main reason we we're, we're on here today, uh, by the way, I got Jake Taylor. He's the co-host at Valley After Hours podcast as well as now the founder of a new really cool uh financial tools app called Journalytic which we're going to be talking about today. And um yeah, with that Jake. Thanks for joining me, man. How you doing?
1: It's good to see you again, Bobby. It feels like it's been a little bit too long, but uh I you know, With Twitter, it's kind of easy to keep up with what what people are doing. So uh, I've been following. But yeah, it's good to see
0: you again. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, dude, look, I I, I think maybe for 2023, I'll do more. I'm going to probably do more personal updates too, you know, maybe add in some, uh, some personality, you know? Yeah. People want
1: to know, like, you know, are you painting your kitchen or
0: that kind of stuff? They're so interested, you know? I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't just rely on people to like click on an interview and be like, oh, I think I could maybe have a beer with this guy. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that good at the social media. You know, I work with Caitlin on, uh, on, uh, for, for, uh, um, dead Kate Bounce experiences. she just kills it. And I'm every time I see her, she's just, she's just so good at it. I'm like, I I'm not good at
1: this. hey man i'm i'm not that great either like my my co-hosts uh you know bill and toby are like yeah, orders Bill's of magnitude right. more followed than i am and that's fine <laughs> with me
0: but yeah i'm not uh, i'm not see, the social media expert see we got to support each other because we got we got we got bill and toby on this side who are awesome on it caitlin also is really good we we need to we need to support each other in this down in the minor leagues <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, you know, as I said at the top, you know, um, main reason I want to have you on here is I want to kind of do a cool, like, short little demo of journalistic for folks that haven't seen some of your updates and what's going on there. Cause we just recently, you know, Nat Stewart was on the program. We talked about how he really utilizes watch lists and we talked about it over the years. Uh, watch lists use, uh, we have folks using journals. I think Ian maybe just posted something about using a journal, you know, so it's been coming up in conversation really, especially in microcaps right now Mm. because. You know, as Maj, uh, a colleague of ours, as well as Paul Andrell, talking about how we've been just doing so much more deep dive research right now because valuation should be slashed in more than half in many respects. You know, so now's the time to kind of do a lot of uh, this deep dive due diligence. It's nice to have some kind of way to track all that. Um, Having said all that. I mean, I think it's
1: with, uh, I mean, it's, we're recording this in early December and it's a great time to be thinking about like, how do you want to hit 2023 with, you know, with with running and how do you want to like improve your process in 2023? And I think it's possible that a lot of us discovered that, boy, this game is still hard and it's going to take work and it wasn't just like up and to the right, guaranteed, you know, to the moon. Um, And so now it's like, okay, like the real work started. And uh, a lot of, building this tool, actually, like why I wanted to build it was for my own investment process. And I kind of had some of my own uh, come to Jesus moments a few years ago, because, you know, value as a strategy did so long, did so poorly for so long, that, you know, it's hard to swim against that tide if you're a value oriented investor. And that makes you strip things down to the studs and tr- at the, as far as your process goes to see like, God, where am I going wrong? Am I like, am I stupid? Like, what am I missing here? And so, and then try to build back up from there. Um, you know, like it, I, that was a big part of what the driving energy behind creating this was really, I wanted it for myself. And then I realized after a while, like, shoot, maybe there's a lot of other people that might be able to benefit from the same kind of ideas and the same kind of structure. So
0: that's, that's where it emerged from. Cool. Well, let's let's dig into it then a little bit. I, I was I, originally when we were talking offline. You know, we'd start with kind of like a you know macro takes what's going on. But let's dig into journalistic first, and then we'll come come to our uh, thoughts on markets and what's been happening recently. So, sure. You just talked about you know where the idea for journalistic came from. You know, tell us about the platform a little bit more. How folks have started to use it, and if you want, maybe we can dig into a demo real quick. By the way, before you get into the demo, for folks listening to the audio version. We have the video version on uh, YouTube if you want to check it out. But I know Jake's—he's a pro. He's going to be able to talk you Uh, through it uh, (laughs) audio-wise as well. But if you do want to see the video version, go check it out on YouTube.
1: I think probably the thing that we should preface the whole conversation around journalistic is that number one, uh, it's not for everybody, and I think one of the things that's a prerequisite of being a journalistic user is that you have to have a growth mindset. You have to believe that. that you can work on something and get better at it. And so if you don't believe that to be true, then it's probably going to be a waste of time for you. I would say the other thing is, is that you want to have a a self-reflective personality. Like you want to be inquisitive about yourself and understand yourself better. And if that is true, if you like measuring things, if you like knowing yourself better as an investor, then I don't know of any tool that does a better job of it because that's what I built it for, was for my own understanding of myself. So- those are the first two caveats to kind of get out of the way.
0: Well, let's, let's dig into two of those caveats, you know, because I think a lot of people maybe grew up, you know, uh, maybe not necessarily the most self-reflective, but that is something that you can, you know, maybe you're like, I don't know what tool I can use to, because I want to do that, you know, so this could be that. Well, side.
1: sometimes like getting kicked in the stomach will force you to be more self-reflective as I was saying before, and maybe, <laughs> you know, 2022 might be the year that, uh, I actually so like to back up a little bit, like I've, I'm very thankful actually for that value under performance period, even though it came earlier in my career that I kind of would have hoped, but that was a, a forcing function to really make me think deeply about the process and to, to want to get better. And if it was easy from the very beginning, I don't think I'd be as self-reflective. I wouldn't. I, I would just have chalked it all up to myself, like, "Well, yeah, you're just smart. Like that's how. That's why it's working. Like it's because you're good at this, right?" Um, and having that gut check early, I think, is going to make me eventually be such a better investor because I'm going to have to actually like work on the process, and it's not going to come easily. And then i I can recognize that and be like, "Okay, it's going to take work." And you know what? Let's roll up your sleeves and get to work absolutely
0: all right so let do you want you want to pull it up let's let's kind of yeah I mean in general
1: what we're looking at is it's a it's a journaling and a note-taking and a decision recording application that uh, is built specifically for investors and so this is a demo account I'm not showing my actual real account because uh, I don't want you guys stealing all my ideas but uh, or maybe I don't want to see I don't want to be embarrassed by how bad they are uh, <laughs> but in general, what you're doing here is you know just like Twitter where you have cash tags, you can organize your research by putting in you know whatever the name is that you're you're working on. And that will then allow when you post, you can then click through and look and see at every single of that company, you can look and see like overlaid on the price chart like your journal entries about that particular company. So you could start to see, you know, like, okay, here, what was I thinking about? Like I have a, I, you know, we decided not to buy Amazon in this, this time period. And then I like, I look forward in time and like, I have different opinions and how they're growing and I'm making predictions. And anyway, to back up a little bit, you know, you, this has a lot of the basic note-taking features like tagging, for instance. Um, You know, what I end up doing a lot is I'm going through a 10Q and something I like, I will tag with green flag. And something I don't like, I will tag with red flag. And then when I go back and I look at the idea and I sort through it, I can see like, oh man, there's a bunch of red flags accumulating on this company. Like maybe I need to go back and kind of redo my underwriting of what I think this is all about. Um, Now, you also have like uh, the ability to uh, add reminders, for instance. So have it show up and, you know, remind me to check this out in a week or, you know, in a A year from now. And so a lot of times it's fun to just make little predictions about something and then record it and then be reminded later to go back and see, you know, like they're not like super structured. It's just kind of a throwaway thing. But just to see like, are you thinking about things correctly? A big part of the the entire focus behind journalistic is to to close feedback loops. So we want to properly record what you were thinking and then give it to you back in a way that lets you real like find insights out of the data of what you were working on so that you can close those feedback loops and and in, you closed feedback loops are where intuition and where learning happen and the investment process is so difficult to learn because it can take a really long time the signal is often mixed together with all kinds of other stuff and it's just a it's a wicked learning environment to use the psychological term and this is designed to help it become a little bit more of a kind learning environment where we're we're teasing out like what were the drivers of the decision and then what was the outcome. So, no, what makes us different than a typical note taking app is that we have all of these different investor specific actions that we can record different things. So, the, one of the primary things is recording a decision. Like this is what n- the meat and potatoes of the the of the software. And what we're doing here is you know whether it's a buy or a pass or you're holding it, or you're selling it, we want to really get at what was the reason that you did that. And what that then allows is when you have a, we can go and then look at our actions of all the different decisions that we made. And we can record them and see like, oh, what was I thinking back in that time? I'm leaving myself a little note about it. And we can get even deeper into it here in a report. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we can look at the reason codes behind that particular class of decision and see how did that go on to do. And so, for instance, like, we, you know, when I chose to buy something and the reason was I was reversion to the mean. You know, that was my theory on why I bought Exxon in 2020. I thought there was going to be a reversion to the mean of oil prices. Okay, well, that one worked out pretty well. Now, let's imagine like, why did I pass on something? Okay, management red flag. This was a reason I, you know, I thought like, eh, I don't really want to own this company. And by the way, this is just to remind you: this is just a, a dummy account and not necessarily true true data, and not investment advice. But management red flag. Now I could see: oh, I, I passed on Tesla in early this year because I there was some red flags, or I passed on Carvana. Like, how did that go on to do? Um, now, obviously, I picked two examples where both of these ended up being very positive outcomes. Those are probably not as instructive as the ones that blow up in your face, actually. Uh, so, I, I you know, buyer beware there. But um, so. Recording decisions is a huge part of it. Um, we have this checklist that we've built and we have 45 different categories of checklists that are out of the box that you can use that are everything from you know how do you go through a po- proxy statement to different accounting red flags to different famous investors. And there's more than 300 items in here. And you can make your own and you could steal some of the items out of one and combine them together with your own questions to make your own bespoke checklist. It's really easy to do. And now it's super easy to pop in here and run a checklist. And let's say I want to run, uh, you know, Warren Buffett's checklist. Okay. Now we've got all this, you know, we put in the, the ticker we're looking for and we just work through it and we record it and we're following a diligent process every single time. And it keeps us from taking shortcuts. And what we're trying to do here is engage that system two methodical, slower thinking, as opposed to system one, quick you know, gut reactions. And my personal process before using this was like, I had a, I had a checklist and I used it, but it was like a 40 page Word doc. And it was just things I would go through and like ask myself a question about it. That's a good start, but when you actually have to write down the answer as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought about that. Oh, yeah, I thought about that. Like, and you work through when it's just a word doc, it's you get done with it and you didn't actually engage the system to thinking that was the, which was the whole point of it. it doesn't slow you down enough, whereas this slows you down just enough to think without being like overly cumbersome.
0: Can you create your own checklist as well? Yeah. Or, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, super easy. Uh Let's go Bobby's checklist. Nice.
0: Can you put that under famous investors? As well? I will. Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so For then, uh, yeah, we just, we can add, you know, any of the, if you want to use any of ours, um, you know, let's say you're, you understand this industry and then you can make your own bespoke questions that you want real easily. And then it'll be in that checklist and you can always run it then.
0: So what's been, of, of all the, you know, from from those that have used the platform so far, what's been some of the feedback in terms of like favorite tools, maybe some things they'd like to see more? I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah, the, the definitely the decision recording has been a really important element um, that gets a lot of usage. Um, it's funny because actually like everyone, they see the checklist and they're like, oh my God, I love this. I want to do this. And But then the actual usage is lower than what, the, what they say they want to use. Uh, which has been kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we all have our best intentions, and you know, we we kind of know what we should be doing often, and sometimes we don't always do it. Um, and I think that's what's happening there. Uh, but you know, that's that's how this. We're fighting against human nature in a way, and that's what the the software is hopefully helping to get you over the bar of doing the things that you know you should be doing that you're maybe not always doing because it is a bit of a pain.
0: I got to tell you, and I'm gonna uh, be a little frank with what I'm gonna say. This is so cool. I gotta Thanks, tell you, it's really cool. I, I've I've never seen anything like this. Well, it's
1: me thinking about like what would I want for more than a decade if if I was going to build something that like I wanted to use every single day. What would it look like? Um,
0: oh, absolutely. Well, so and right now it's free for users. Like just getting people on the platform, use it.
1: Yeah, totally free. Um, ideally, I mean, we will make a business out of this eventually. Uh, but I what the plan is is to build features on top of this that are so cool and so awesome that that someone would be like oh my god i think i'm ripping jake off by paying him for this feature it's so so good um that's the goal that i have for myself that's the bar i want to get over so but for now while we're figuring out exactly what to build and who to build it for it's totally free and um you know use it however you want and give us tons of feedback because we're we're building it along with the investment community right now so Um, And I have an amazing team behind me that's that does most of the work of actually building it because I don't know how to code anything. So um, (laughs) the other thing, the other thing that's being recorded a lot is capturing a feeling. And so you can do whatever you want as far as, you know, is it about the economy? Is it about a specific idea? Is it more generally about the market? And then actually like mentally and physically, those two things I think are actually very underrated and um where we're going with this eventually is to be able to have your your Apple watch or your aura ring or your uh you know Fitbit port the data in there as far as how did you sleep last night what's your heart rate variability look like are you in a good biometric place to make a big decision and if the answer is no then like take today off like there's no don't force it Um, Come back tomorrow, maybe when you got a better night's sleep, because all the psychological research supports that if you're hungry, you're tired, or you're stressed, you're going to make shitty decisions. And if we can short circuit that based on the biometric data that we have coming in, we might be able to save you from making a very unforced error.
0: Let's talk about behavioral finance a little bit, because this ties directly into what seems to be a solution for, I mean, so many of the things that you literally just said having to do with making, you know, Poor decisions and the mindset that you could be in to make those poor decisions. I mean, yeah. where, does did you take a lot of some of what some of the re, additional research that behavioral finance has to say in when you came up with this? Not just from your own personal experience, but in some of the tools and 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 features here.
1: One hundred percent. All of this is just the opera, operationalization and like softwareization, if that's a word of a dozens of books on behavioral finance. Uh, so like one of our other key features that is like creating a self-contract. The idea behind this is like Annie Duke's work on creating contracts with yourself that if if this thing happens, I'm going to take this action. And what we're trying to do there is like while we're thinking sober and it's not you know the market's not melting down, we come up with a game plan. Like, what are we going to do if these different things happen? Like, what am I going to do with the things I hold? What am I going to buy or sell? And come up with it right now while you're while you're calm and collected, as opposed to when the shit hits the fan and the market's melting down and everyone's freaking out. And you, if you don't have a plan already to pull off the shelf to execute, like you're at a severe disadvantage compared to someone who has. And the whole point of this is to to create these kind of contracts where then you can go and look and see, okay, like... You know, if Berkshire gets to this particular valuation, I'm going to buy these many shares. Or uh, you can even set it to like if management does a bad acquisition, or if management, uh, you know, reprices their options, which is something that drives me nuts. Uh, like I'm going to just sell out, and that's just how it is. Like I'm just going to pre-program it ahead of time. And ideally, uh, we're we're currently building right now the the fundamental metric data coming in to then trigger some of these contracts and alerts so that you know like hey berkshire got down to your your price to book that you wanted do you want to buy it uh but but even eventually having more like of a smart ai that can look at what you put into your contract totally bespoke like it's out of your you know whatever you think and then being able to try to pattern match that with like 8ks or 10qs of things that might be happening so like options repricing for instance if the if the ai saw those words together in an announcement it'd be like. Hey, might want to check and see. We think maybe one of your alerts was triggered.
0: I'm kind of blown away, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like this is I, for everyone listening and watching. You know, this is my first time going through the demo with Jake, and uh, you know, I'm kind of stuck that we recorded this first time <laughs> because this is. I, I got to tell you, I mean, this is very much the embodiment of what so many invest. You know, from Mike Schellinger to Ian to you know, so many wonderful, amazing investors um have talked about, you know, how they use journals and they use that in order to literally do everything that you're talking about right here. You know, it's really it's kind of it's kind of blowing me away. I'm like, I, I want to have more questions, but I'm just every I'm kinda blown yeah. away. Well
1: Please. let me give you another book that influenced this particular Please. feature. Yeah. So this is Phil Tetlock's super forecasters. And the idea behind that is that you should be making probabilistic predictions about Investment outcomes that you're looking for, and probably more than just price, but like fundamental data. Like, I think revenue is going to grow at 10% a year, and I'm 70% certain about that. Recording that stuff and being able to go back and score it later and see how well calibrated are you. When you say 70%, it should happen seven out of 10 times as a data set. And if it's happening, you know, four out of 10 times instead, that means that you're overconfident about your predictions. And so this is like, these are the basic building blocks of what super forecasters would tell you to be doing to get better at making predictions, which is really at the end of the day, like what we're doing as investors is trying to predict where companies are going.
0: And also building your own conviction. I mean, and this is not a dig at, you know, more social financial tech, you know, uh, uh, platforms, because I think there's definitely a place for that too. And there's a lot of... um, you know, quality research out there talking about, you know, the idea of, you know, putting out your ideas, getting feedback and and having that kind of communal conversation around a potential idea. But th- there's also this side that that I think, you know, maybe more of the lay investors, some of the folks that may get some of their idea generation from other yeah. smarter investors that they can utilize this and say, okay, you know, I just saw this idea that uh, whoever, just, you know, put out there, you know, how do I feel about this? You know, maybe I can, let me, let me put this in create my own self-reflection journey on, you know, why it is, I think, you know, I could already hear like the inverse, like Kramer ETF people being like, oh yeah, (laughs) there's a public journal on that right now. already But, 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 you know, but, you know, for, for the folks that are, you know, genuinely putting out their ideas um, that have done a lot of work and then those that want to take those ideas and potentially run with them, you know, this can be a great tool to help you make sure that, you know, you're building up your own conviction on that
1: hundred percent right, and one of the biggest issues with the investment world is that it is incredibly difficult to untangle luck versus skill. It probably takes ten, maybe fifteen years of operating in decisions and invest, especially if you're in a kind of a lower turnover uh, portfolio. It could take a really, really long time before we can even start to say, "Do you have any luck or or do you have any skill?" And when when you make these kind of probabilistic predictions about individual fundamental corporate company data, as opposed to just price returns, which is what everyone is measuring themselves on, you can actually accumulate a bigger data set faster as to, to untangle that luck versus skill question. And if you are nailing all of your predictions and you're properly calibrated, but the price is moving against you, that's telling you that like that's just kind of a bit of bad luck. Like You're doing good work you're you're right i think you're going to end up working out okay now contrast that with you're making predictions and you're consistently wrong you're way overconfident but the price has been telling you that you're a genius that is a recipe for getting your head cut off and i think that you're not going to know that unless you're actually doing some of this work
0: without question um yeah you know another thing that's really interesting here is even if even if you're just using this, you know, like let's say you have your watch list, or you're just you know tracking a couple stocks. What I like about you know, again, for those who are just listening, I invite you to go and check out on YouTube. But what's cool about this is that you can really see, you know, let's say you flagged, you know, Berkshire at, you know, March whatever, you know, and being yeah. able to kind of track that performance, you know, and seeing really, you know, all right, I had this feeling about it here you know, how did it perform since then? You know, right? I mean, even just having an easy platform, just seeing on that, you know, like what you're pulling up the chart right here where you yeah. can basically track when you actually put that journal entry at what time and then seeing how the stock performed since then, you know, that right. is, that's incredibly valuable. So looking
1: at like, let's say you want to just see your different decisions that you've made about Berkshire. Like, okay, we bought here, you know, we trimmed a little bit. Maybe we decided to buy more or hold here, and just seeing your ownership and like the different decisions that you made over time, I think is going to be really powerful. And what what it's likely to show is that your 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 sentiment, and we can look at you know all the other things you can record, like your feelings and the checklist that you've done, uh, different predictions that you've made. Uh, you could see them, like your ownership journey over time, and like what work have you been doing, and how has that been impacted. And, and of course you can also like look at all of your, your, uh, your notes on it. So what I end up doing is a new 10 Q comes in and I will then go and pull up Berkshire and I'll read back through all my different notes to kind of reload into Ram. Like what's been happening here? What do the numbers look like? What are my notes to myself? How I've been feeling. And then I tackle the new information to see how does it fit into the context of what I already knew, as opposed to just hoping that it all stays here and then coming in with new information um and there's even a deeper level to this where some more information about like you know when did you first start journaling about it when was the last time that you did an entry one of the alerts that we have that i think is really helpful is that it's called an inactivity alert so if it's been 30 days since you've journaled about this it'll let you know if you set it for that or 90 days whatever you want and then that way like it's really easy to let time go by and you're like shit i haven't looked at that company in like you know, four months, like I should probably catch up on it. Um, And so those type, those little nudges to help you stay on track with your process are really helpful. Um, And then it just gives you, you know, all your decisions that you've made. uh, What other tags have you been using with it? So like, you know, maybe looking at, um, you know, like if a bunch of green flags are showing up, maybe that's telling you like, listen, something good is happening here. I should be pouring on the gas. Um, And what other ideas does it get uh, journaled together with so that you can kind of see how things connect together? Where your where are you, like where is it in your process? You know, are you is it in research? Do you own it? Where did it come from? Like, eventually being able to see like this group of friends like has the best investment advice for me. These other ones are like telling me a bunch of losers. Like knowing that based on the source, I think is actually pretty valuable.
0: Without a doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, to to kind of it's a kind of close the book on the the demo itself. You know, let's talk about it, you know, the launch and in context of where we are right now, you know, I mean. Um, yeah,
1: it, let me show you one more thing yeah. real quick for, the, please, for yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody who likes to measure themselves, which I am very much in that camp. Like I'm, I'm a bit of a quantified self uh, junkie um, recovering, but um, this shows you your interactions of your journaling. And this one, you know, is because it's a demo account, it's a little bit sparse, but like, if you saw my real one, it would be the entire thing would be dark green because it's Every day, like I've got a 500 day streak going of journaling like this one's, you know, at one day here, Um, but I can go back and look and see, like, what was I working on at different points in time? Like, what did I do that week? Uh, And like, what is my pace of work? Like, how many entries have I been doing per week? Is it going up or down? Like what? And then, like, my year analysis. Like, I don't know if you saw, but like last year, I published a little card that had like how many journal entries I did, how many ideas did I look at. It was like a year in review thing that, uh, that, and I pulled all the data from Journalytic and it was a lot harder to calculate because we didn't have this report built, but now we do. And like, doing one for 2022 to assess like, what, how did I work this year? Did I get like, what was the process for this year of like amount of work that I did as opposed to just like everyone's talking about returns? Well, Returns are the residual of all the work that you did over that time period. So, um, you know, looking to see like, where are you spending your most time? Like if it's, if it turns out that your top five ideas you're journaling about are things you don't even own, or like maybe you're taking your eye off the ball a little bit uh, as far as your portfolio goes. Um, And then, you know, I showed that reason coding already uh, that can build up over time. Uh, And then just some basic usage of like, you know, where are your ideas in your process? Like, how ma- what's your swing rate? Like how many do you pass on versus the total number that you look at? Uh, what days of the week are you doing more work? Uh, all this little stuff about your process that's the sort of this dark data that that no one's measuring, but that can help inform, like how do I work smarter about the investing world? Like where should I spend my next unit of time um, is I think hugely valuable and can I think point all of us in the right direction.
0: Without a doubt. A- any, any last thing before uh, we get to, the, you know, putting this in context of where we're at?
1: Sure. Uh no,
0: I think we're good. We're good. All right. Well, do well before before we get to that, where can people go and download and start start playing around with it?
1: Yeah, it's journalytic.com. Uh, um and I would here's here's what I would suggest. Like just okay. try this out. Humor me. Um, sign up for an account. It's free. Go in and whatever ideas have been on the top of your mind lately, whatever investment you've been thinking about, hit the hashtag on that and then record a feeling about it. And then just click on that idea to navigate to the little price chart and see like, oh, look, I've got a feeling right there today that's captured. And then imagine yourself a year from now, and you've been recording regularly, diligently your notes and your ideas, your thoughts, and your feelings about this company. And just picture what it would look like if you did that. And just think like, Gosh, if I put the work in today, this is the future that I could eventually see for myself with my process and how much better I'm likely going to be if I just start the habit today. And I know it's hard to get started. Like it's a, it faces all the same problems of like going to the gym or, you know, flossing or, it, you know, all kinds of things that we know we should be doing. But hopefully there's just enough like fun things and enough of a carrot out in the future of what you could know about yourself and how much better you're going to get. And how much more money you're probably going to make over a long period of time, if we're being honest? Um, then it would be worth the effort of starting the habit today.
0: Without question, dude, you got me so fired up about. It. By the way, this, I'm, this is not an ad. This is an unspo- You know, they're <laughs> not an official sponsor of this pod. This is literally my first time going through the demo with with Jake. And again, and I got to say, I'm definitely going to be playing around with this for sure because this is that's really cool, and I think it could be game changing. You know, especially when you put into context where we're at. You know, right now in the markets, and you know, um, just I mean, look, my podcast in particular, and I would even argue Value After Hours to a degree. You know, it's mostly made for that kind of stock picker type yeah. mentality, that DIY investor. And what I mean, you know, especially in times like these, when you know, at the top, we we're talking about how you know a lot of folks, even with especially with their microcaps, you know, are kind of doing the doing the dirty work right now because. Yeah of just where valuations are at. I mean, you know, from your, from what you're seeing, are you seeing kind of the same thing and and some of the main reasons why people are starting to use journalytic too?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you, you don't need journalytic in a bull market where everything just goes up to the right. And like, you don't need to journal like a thesis of to the moon. Like that's not really, there's no, it's no necessary to record that. (laughs) But if you're doing more work than that, and I, you know, I'm being glib, but if you're doing more work than that, um, you probably owe it to yourself to try to get the most out of every unit of effort that you put in, and whatever tool it is that works for you, I would you know try to find it and use it because if you're going to be working hard on it anyway, you might as well get a lot out of it.
0: Without question. All right. So you know to kind of let's take five, 10 minutes. Let let me get, you know, like you said, we're we're recording this uh, on Monday, December 12th. We're almost at the end of the year. Pretty much everybody in the is about to take off for the next like two weeks. So let's, uh, let's reflect 2022. It's been a year. Um, It's been a year of learning. Uh, (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) I mean, for you, you know, big picture, what's been your kind of your number one or number one and two takes you know, that you're, when you're reflecting on this year as an investor? You know, there's this like a,
1: they call it like a bubble ultimatum. And the the question is, you have to choose one of these, you can't get out of it. So you can either choose a, which is look dumb during the bubble, like look like you don't know what you're doing, look like you're lost, look like the world has moved on from you. Or Look, You could choose B, which is look stupid after the bubble bursts. You have to pick one or the other. You can't get out of it. So I had been more in the A camp of looking stupid for a really long time, for multiple years, and uh, not believing that, you know, whether it's rates could stay this low for so long. Like, how does that make any economic sense to... Uh, you know, I don't understand how some of these valuations, like how, how can you make money from here? Like to, the implications baked into that price of what that business is going to have to do from here to justify today's valuation just seems like such a Herculean, Herculean, uh, you know, bar to get over. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, 2022 has been a return to like, okay, I not as dumb as I thought, or everyone thought I was. um, The world makes still like a little bit more sense now, like, you know, rates have moved to not even really that high in the historical, like grand sweep of interest rates through humanity, uh, but off of zero. Um, And that's caused a reevaluation of the entire world as it should, as gravity changes. Um, And so like, it's been a, a return to normalcy for me in a lot of ways and a return to okay like the same principles still apply like cash flow at the end of the day is gonna matter um like businesses that are doing actual real work for humanity um and like accomplishing human goals uh you know helping people to 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 meet their wants and needs are are what are gonna matter um and less story and a little bit more uh, actual like numbers compared to the narrative and that so it's been a it's in some ways like you know I try not to like I don't want to be gloaty about it at all. Cause it's not like I haven't been bonked over the head either, but at least it feels like, okay. Like reality is a research, reasserted itself a little bit here.
0: And Jake, like, and we think about when we go back to, you know, you listen to some of our 2021 interviews, you know, like on Value after hours, maybe even our conversations on Planet yeah. microcap, you know, we were asking ourselves then too. It's just like, okay, we're doing this really like interest rates. They're just, we're going to, we're going to stay down forever. I mean, Will they go up? I don't know. You know, but when you're in the middle of that, it's it's really hard to kind of break outside of that thought process of like, well, no, they are eventually, unless you're in mining and resources, like you know. <laughs> you know. Then it was always hard. My buddies there, you know, they were telling me and I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. They always sure. had a cost of capital. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean
1: <laughs> they were right, <laughs> but You could you could make the argument that that today it's never been more difficult to forecast businesses because of the last three years have been so weird. Like, what do you comp to 2020? You had the economy shut down, then rip open. Then you had 2021 where we pulled forward probably all kinds of stuff with societal changes, work from home. And then 2022, now we're kind of like maybe going into a recession. Like, how do you underwrite a normalized number for anything in this? Like, today is really, really hard. And, you know, not to go back to journalism so much, but like writing down how you're thinking through this to then be able to go back and look and see, like, oh, that was what I got wrong about how I was projecting the future. I, I'm learning from this now. Whereas if you don't really write it down, your chances are, you know, art. The way our minds work, our memories work, is we retell ourselves the story and we'll leave out important bits and pieces that protect our ego. And, you know, it's just, that's just how our brains work. So I think you have to have that mirror held up in your face to see, like, oh, this is where I went wrong. And I'm not going to do that again. Like, never make the same
0: mistake twice is a pretty good investment motto. A hundred percent. And you know, look, you know, not to make a joke, but uh, you know, look, if you ended up being an extremely successful investor, five to 10 years from now, and you use journalistic, Hey, there's your notes for your book. All right. That's how you were thinking.
1: Well, you know what? I, I, um, I asked myself the question, how much would I pay to see a fully kitted out version of Buffett using journalistic for 50 years and just recording his decisions, recording what he passed on? What was the reasoning? What was he thinking in real time? I mean, it's almost an infinite sum that I'd be willing to pay to get that
0: education. Without question. I mean, no doubt about it. All right, dude. Well, I think I mean, I'm not I'm not even gonna ask you, you know, your thoughts for going into twenty twenty three. Oh <laughs> but man. If you, but if you wanna give a take, uh by all means then. <laughs>
1: uh you know, I think these these type of predictions reveal more of the uh you know, how dumb the predictor is than anything, but um Let's just say that it's, you know, typically the amount of hangover is directly correlated to how big of the party was and how how much you got after it at the party. And if we look at 2021, I think historically it will look like it'll rhyme with 99 and 2007 and 1969 as one of the bigger bubbles that we'll have seen. And it will, it was quite the party. And if that is true, then the hangover is probably likely to be, uh, you know, correlated in a painful way. In which case, I would say, like, I don't think that we've totally worked it all off yet, and that there's probably some still some more pain to be coming. That doesn't mean go liquidate your portfolio. I wouldn't ever. Not that this is any of this is investment advice, but you know, I don't think those type of you know drastic moves are ever smart. I think gradual incrementalism of how you're doing things should be the way to do it, but. I would just say, like, be cautious. Go probably go slowly. Um, you know, buy the dip as a thing has been wired into a lot of people's heads that like it works well. Uh, that Pavlovian bell has rung a lot of times, and um, and and pay people like buying the dip for twelve years has been the, the smartest thing to do. The history shows that at some point that turns into a liability of buying the dip, and it dips more and you buy more and it dips more until eventually, I mean, you look at 2002 or 2000 to 2002, I think there were 17 different rallies that happened within that time period that that sold off lower from where they were. And just each time that new low is just like a little bit of ripping your heart out and markets don't really bottom until we've really worked out all of the excess and all of the, uh, like people should be like, oh, I hate stocks. That's when you know it's starting to bottom. Is when you know you get the 1982 Forbes article on the death of equities. Like those are hallmarks that you should be looking for. But um, but market timing in general, like I have no, I have no power in that. Um, I'm a I'm a dumber than anybody because you know I'm I'm dangerously uh, you know the person who thinks they know is
0: is more dangerous than the one who just admits like I I don't know. So. Absolutely. All right, Jake, we're there, man. Where can people go and follow you on social as well as, uh, again, give another plug for Journalytic.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Journalytic.com should be pretty easy to find at this point, search wise. Um, and then if you want to just follow me along on Twitter, like I tend to kill some time there and post dumb things and sometimes make stupid comments. Uh, and I'm I'm Farnum
0: Jake one there if you want to follow me. Awesome. Jake, thank you so much, man. Have a great holiday season. If I don't hear talk to you before then. Happy New Year and um look forward to chatting again in 2023. Thanks Bobby. It's good seeing you again. Good seeing you. cast.